nasty girl. Scandalous. Insatiable. A real freak. Hello. Welcome to the Hot Mess Express, a.k.a. the She Comes First podcast. This is Marissa and Kat, your host, and we are here to put the realness or the real mess back into dating. So you're definitely sitting here like, who are these girls and why do they think they can talk to me about relationships and guide me through whatever is going on out there in the dating world. Well, let's get into who we are first, and then we'll explain why we can help you and ourselves with relationships. Kat, why don't you introduce yourself? What's up, everyone? I'm Kat. I'm your self-care queen. After years of not being wined and dined by men, I decided I have to take this upon myself. I love myself. So I have to do bubble bath nights. I have to bring myself my own wine. I take myself out on my own dates to Target. Who else is going to do that for me? Nobody. You have to do that yourself. You have to love yourself. I have a background in dating older men. Probably not the best men out there, but it's helped build a solid foundation of what I want in a relationship. I've also had too many drinks at happy hour, and now I'm a grandma. I'm in bed by 9 p.m. and one bottle of wine. I'm going straight to bed. Like, there's no time for sex. I'm just going to bed. Oh, she said no touching. Straight to sleep. Lights Straight out. to bed. Lights out. I'm opening a book, not my legs. Okay, I get it. I hear you. And I'm going to introduce myself now. My name is Marissa, and I have a background in dating multiple men. Yes, you heard that right. I am a recovering fuckboy, but I was not always this way. I was in a seven-year relationship with my high school sweetheart, who I was head over heels for. So in love, I didn't even know other boys existed until I decided he just could not meet my standards, left him, and started dating in New York City. And that's exactly how I learned how to play the field and became one of the biggest fuckboys out there. I love that for you. I support that. I'm all about having fun. Multiple men at once. They play the game. You can play the game too. But really tell us, what made you a fuckboy? All right. Honestly, I don't want to blame, but I'm going to say... It was probably the first guy I met after getting out of my long-term relationship. We're going to refer to this man as Prince Charming because let me tell you, he appeared in a bar one night and it was like he just rode in on his white horse. (laughs) Forget the subway, forget the yellow cabs. No, full white horse (laughs) in the middle of New York. So I see him sitting across the bar. I'm like, ooh. Yes. So he's like making eye contact, starts a conversation with my girl. I'm like, oh, okay, you're into my friend. Go for that. You go for that. This boy leaves the bar and kisses me before he leaves. We barely spoke, barely spoke, but he lays it on me and he's like, can I get your number? And I'm like, you could have more than my number, honey. (laughs) But it ended at the number, I will say. Okay, okay. And from there, you know, 
we saw each other for maybe like five months and I'm playing it cool. I'm like, let me text him maybe once every two weeks. Cause at this time, the theme of relationships was don't catch feelings. Meanwhile, when I get that text back once every two weeks, I'm sticking my head in the freezer. <laughs> Can't calm down. So from there, I thought that things were going really well, real well. And I'm from Boston, so there was a period of time where I leave New York for a little while. I come back. I'm ready to rekindle this romance. I text. I get the, I'm a little busy right now. And I'm like, okay, boo-boo, like you hustle. You do your thing because I am also a hustler. So I'm like, all right, I respect it. Mm -hmm. I will wait for your time. But he was busy with another female and you think New York is real big it's a real big place but sometimes you show up to the same club and here Prince Charming is hands in hair lip locked with some other girl and the worst part of it was of course your girl don't pay for her drinks when she goes out I have a promoter And Prince Charming is at my club table with another girl. And at that point, I was like, don't ruin the night. We're just going to let it roll right off our backs. But, you know, I obviously, like any girl would, cried in the bathroom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Got it back together and hit the dance floor. So, girl. I'm going to say that's where... It really started. I was like, oop, I just got played. I'm about to play everybody else. Wow. I play to win. And I'm very competitive. But I'm realizing this is not a competition I want to take part in anymore. So this is really my rehabilitation from, like, fuckboy to dateable potential girlfriend so we're gonna see how that goes we are gonna see how that goes so with your texting experience with this guy how you would text on and off wait for him when he's available do you feel that and not showing emotions do you feel that that was something that you picked up from your past relationship or did you pick that up from the dating culture now Oh, I definitely think it was because, like, in my past relationship, I put in so much work that in my next relationship, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that. But then I went, like, polar opposite, and I I did not put in the effort to show how much the interest was really there. So I think that's where I kind of messed up, and I think when you get out of a relationship and you're like, I've done these things wrong— You make your changes, but you do them drastically. And it wasn't healthy with the relationship I was in. It wasn't healthy the way I decided to go about things when I got out. So it's really been a whole learning experience. Yeah, after one relationship, you definitely learn more about yourself. You learn about what you want about your next partner. So each man is a lesson. Yes, you can play these games. Yes, it's heartbreak. It's hard. 
but each person comes into your life for a reason. And I believe we learn from one, we take what we learn, we bring it to the next. So what's your current dating status in the queue? And yes, the queue is the quarantine. We decided to spice it up and we're tired of hearing quarantine. It just seems, it sounds nasty. It sounds scary. So we're in the queue. We're stuck at home, but we're living it up. So what's your dating status in the queue? Yeah, every time I hear quarantine, I'm like, what? (laughs) It's been a year. I'm over it. So the queue, um, it is hard. It is hard dating in the queue and during a pandemic. I'm sorry. I do not want your virus all over me. A lot of guys on these dating apps, because you know, now more than ever, we have to take to the apps. If you want to meet somebody, you're not going out in bars and talking to the group next to you because they all think you got a disease. And you know what? You might. It is not (laughs) safe out there. So, and I'm not talking STDs anymore. Like, that's a whole other thing. That's a whole other story. So, I was on the apps. I've literally been on them for like four years, I'm going to say. So, I'm at the point where... I'm on one app and I realize that I know every single guy I'm passing and then I have to get off of it and go to another one. This is embarrassing. I've been here for too long. So a lot of the times I'm like getting sick of the apps. I'm switching between them. I'm deleting them. I'm taking breaks. Guys are still out there asking me to come over and Netflix and chill. And let me tell you, That is not the way. I do not want your germs. I do not want that. I'm also looking for commitment, not a hookup. And that is not the way. And I get that it's cold outside. And we only got outdoor dining. But (laughs) but listen, I am worth freezing your butt off just to get to know. Yeah. So it's not easy. And I, I honestly don't know. If I should even keep dating, I'm not putting too much pressure on it because it's kind of sloppy out there right now. It's a whole mess. I can agree with some of that. We are definitely no virgins to dating apps. We've Mm -hmm. had our fair share of dates and had some quick relationships or situationships from dating apps. So they're probably the most traumatic thing out there for us. Also, let me break down the situationship. Yes. This is another thing we're going to try to correct because we want intentions to be back into dating. I know, coming from a fuckboy, that intentions were the last thing I used to set. And Same. this made me realize that you need to put those in place for yourself and for the person that you're seeing. You know, if you really do just want to hook up as much as I hate on the guys who slide into your DMs and they're like, hey, baby, come over and let me make you dinner. Yum. Pour you a glass of wine. Like, at least they're setting their intention. You know they don't want to get to know you. They want to get to know what's in your pants. And I'm here for it. They're setting intentions. And Mm -hmm. also, don't think that you can take that and make it into something that wants to sit across a dinner table from you and like have a very meaningful conversation because you probably can't yeah those men won't change it's very few it's a possibility I'm not saying it's not you're not capable of changing that situation but those men are looking for one thing and you might be dating with the purpose of getting married 
while right. some people are dating with the purpose of just finding somebody for the night, never seeing you again, on to the next. Right, which is totally fine. But if you're not looking for that hookup, voice it. From the beginning, just mm-hmm. be like, these are like my expectations. I am not casually dating i'm seriously dating i'm looking for commitment don't be afraid to put out there what you expect because hopefully the other person can respect that and be honest with you and either right off the bat saying like we're looking for something different or we're looking for the same thing and you know what sometimes you get in the situation where you're very upfront and this is something i've recently started doing i think the pandemic really allowed me to stop dating and start reflecting on the way I have been dating. This my fuckboy revelation time period where I was like, oh, these boys are bad and mean and why don't they want me? I'm like, no, girl, it's you. You're the problem. And I am the problem. And I realized that. And I was like, all right, so I have to set intentions with these boys. Like, I have to speak up for what I want. She comes first and that is that. So I just want to break down the situationship and hopefully try to get us all out of them because let me tell you, I've had a ton, a ton of those. And yep. I'm looking for a relationship. So that's my whole piece on that. But Kat, I want to know about your love life and the queue. Let us know what is going on. My love life in the queue is not something I thought was going to happen in quarantine. I lost my job in the beginning. My family got sick. We both lost our job. My family got sick. Things were not looking up. The fam's good now, though. The fam is all good. Like, we survived the Ronies. And we're still just trying to stay safe. But during this time, I was on dating apps. I had ended... A situationship, a relationship with someone older for several years. And I ended that months before we got Are we going to know how much older? Are you giving us a number or we're just going to wonder? We're just going to wonder for now. We'll talk more about my Splenda daddy. She said Splenda. Not even sugar. You heard it. Splenda. You heard it right. She's just giving us the batter. We're going to get the whole cake later. All right, go on. You'll get the cake later, everyone. But dating during the queue, I was on dating apps and I was talking to someone, one person during this whole time for two months. And we really got to learn about each other, learn about what we wanted and just connect through text. This was all through text. Like we once, no FaceTime, no No Snapchat, no FaceTime. Oh, I would have been like, let me see your face. Hit me with that FaceTime. I had no idea like. Yes, I knew what he looked like from photos, but I had no idea what he really looked like, what he even sounded like until we first decided to meet up together. You are brave. So wait, I need to know. If the cue didn't happen, do you think that you would have had this experience? I don't think so. I think if we weren't in the queue and... I'm just painting a picture of how things were before the queue when I would go out on dates. I would talk to a guy for a week. We would meet out for drinks, maybe dinner after work. We would talk a little bit after. I would try. I would be the one to plan a second date or try at least say, like, I'm interested in going to a second date. And then things would just completely die out. We did not talk about anything emotionally. We did not talk about what we were looking for. There was just no substance to that 
first date or to getting to know this person before moving forward. So this cue gave me time to talk to people, talk to the guy I was interested in and really work together and learning more and sharing that interest. Like we were both interested in knowing each other first through text before he made the move and was like, okay, like, let's go. Let's spend time together. Let's go hang out finally. Like I'm definitely now dating with the intentions of looking to someone that I will marry or I will start a future with. I'm not dating anymore just to find a relationship that's going to last me one or two weeks, one or two months just to have company. I want company that's going to last a while. I want someone that's going to support me. I want someone that's going to take me out, do nice things with me, like bring me into their lives and me bring them into my life. And this is like a huge breakthrough for Kat, a hundred percent. So I guess my real question is, what is this situation? This is the best part because yes, we're in the quarantine and there's not much for us to do. So he made the bold move. He was away with his family during these two months and we weren't like seeing each other. He made the move to ask me out to Home Depot with him. The depot. The depot. I need to know like this lie. Was he like, hey, baby, I got to hang some shelves. You want to <laughs> come with me to the depot so I can get some wood? Like what? <laughs> How can you possibly buy from Home Depot too? You know, it's like the weirdest thing. But he really moved into a new apartment. He needed some things. And he's like, hey, do you want to come to Home Depot with me? And let me tell you, the day before... I fell down the stairs. I sprained my ankle. But the moment I saw this text, this guy said, do you want to come to the depot with me? That ace bandage flew off. I swear it was like a Cinderella moment. Like band-aids were off. I was getting myself ready. Yes, I changed into my home sweats to my going out sweats. But my ankle healed. Instantly, my ankle healed. She was like, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. Like, am I going out on a date right now? Like, is this going to Home Depot? And we really did not think this was a date. Like, it was super casual. Like I did not dress to go out. We were both in comfy clothes and it was just, I guess it was just a moment for me to accompany someone on their shopping trip, but we used it to talk to each other. We were like walking down these aisles, looking at light bulbs, looking at pipes, looking at wood, looking at screwdrivers and machines. And he's like, so where's your family from? (laughs) What do you do for fun? Do and you I like was that like, plunger. Do you think it's a good quality? Like, <laughs> like, is this happening? Are we having these conversations like at Home Depot? But it was a really great date. Now we look at it and we're like, yes, that was our first date. So it was a really good time. Afterwards, we spent five hours together just talking into his apartment and I cried. You cried. I cried for like a split second, for just like a split second. In he front asked, of this man. In front of this on man. On the first date. On the, the first, first physical date. On the first physical date, he just asked me a question about my family. And it just got me emotional because that was the first time really where I answered truthfully to a guy. Ooh. And I was like, I feel so comfortable with him that I was okay answering and yes it was I think I cried mainly because I was so proud of myself for just opening up yes it was the first date but I was really proud of myself of saying that and not holding back and just being myself and opening up to someone new and let me say there is strength in being vulnerable 
it is very hard to share your feelings and like be emotional. And I think you're people are kind of taken aback by it a little bit, which they shouldn't be because it's just a part of communicating. And I think it's super healthy. And I know that's an accomplishment for you. So I'm just right. Say, I am proud. Thank you. I think I am like an emotional person. Like, you know, like you've seen me crying on the subway, but I don't think I share it to I don't share that emotional side to everyone that comes into my life like you have to be with me for a real you have to be with me in the long haul for me to really break down take those barriers down build break those walls down and just let you in and share my feelings and emotions with you I agree um I will say I may have met this boy who I'm going to refer to as Taco, Taco Zaddy. Zaddy with a Z. A Z. Because let me tell you, we used to be with daddies. No, now we're just with it Zaddy. Zaddy at this point. Let me tell you about my encounter with Cat's boy. So, of course, like our numbers went down here in New York, and the girls had not been together in like six months. So we said, okay, like, we're going to do a cocktail hour in my backyard. And you know, we all went off because we have not seen each other in forever. We thought we were going to die in the queue. <laughs> and here we are all together again. So Kat's a little drunky dunks and is texting her mans. And he's like, I'll come get you. As he should. She comes first. Come get this girl right now. So Kat at this point is so drunky dunks that we are trying to find like the the car and she's trying to give him directions, but it's just not adding up. So I had to take Kat's phone and let him know where we're at and I see this car and I'm like okay this has to be him so this whole man steps out and you know six feet six feet so six. and I'm like oh, he's six feet tall I was like yes that's oh, he's, he's tall man also six feet tall yes <laughs> tall and handsome let me tell you this man steps out He's like, hey, how are you? How you doing? Nice to meet you. I'm like, mm-hmm, nice to meet you, too. So <laughs> I gets in the car, and this is also why I'm referring to this boy as Taco Zaddy, because he has Taco Bell. And if you know me or Kat, one of our foods and drunk foods is Taco Bell. And we're vegan. You're going to hear this come up in every other podcast. I guarantee it. But it's not easy to tell boys you're vegan and then have them pick a restaurant or get you food. Yeah, they're so, like suddenly confused. You tell them you're vegan, they're like, they scratch their head and they're like, what is that? Like, what do you eat? So you can only eat salads. I'm like. <laughs> Oh, this is like this is not how it works. But yes, to calm to calm your mind, all I eat is salad. Um, so literally has cats vegan Taco Bell order in the car, ready for her 
to eat on the drive home. And at this point, when I find this out, I am ready to get down on one knee and propose to this guy myself, like in the middle of like my neighborhood on the sidewalk. Like I was literally like, Kat, if you let this one go, I don't know how I'm going to cope because Taco Zaddy has won me over. (laughs) And I'm going to be honest, it was a trip to the depot and a couple tacos, and it does not take much. It really does not. It really doesn't take much. No, it was really great. I was I was my drunk self, you know, sitting all happy with my man's driving me, eating my chips. I was spilling him the tea. Like, he's literally, like, my best friend. Yes, these situations happen to me. I'll just tell him to him right after. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm doing this with the girls. I tell him right away. Like, anything that happens, I just love, like, sharing with him. We share these, like, fun things in our lives. And that's really the moment I was so happy. And I am so so glad that you're happy because you definitely deserve it. We're going to get into like all the stories about all the things that we've been through, all the things that we learned. But I want to know what you're doing for Valentine's Day. Like, what are the plans? Like, are you excited? What's going on there? Because this will be your first, your first together. This is our first Valentine together. And this is my first time celebrating Valentine's Day with a partner. Ooh, okay. Right? It's so new. It's so fresh. I told him, like, dude, this is my very first Valentine's. You better show all out. I want petals on the floor. I want 12 dozen roses. I want a box of chocolate. I want it all. It's cheesy. A lot of people might find that cheesy, but I want that. I think it's cute. I want a whole box of chocolate to eat by myself. I love flowers. I love plants. I'm excited, but with, since we're in the queue, we're not going out. Um, he actually recently told me we're just doing a low-key dinner at his apartment, but he was like, take it as you're going out. We're going to do like a romantic night in, but prepare yourself, get ready. We're technically going out, but we're just staying inside together. Okay, so what are you going to wear? <gasps> okay, so I have some options. I'm going to wear like these leather pants with this like silky top. I think it's like a nice going out moment or I have this like midi skirt set with a sweater that I can wear with a really nice belt. So I'm trying to see. I like the leather walk in there like your cat woman. Yeah. Walk in there with yeah. the leather pants. Yeah. That could be the vibe. What are you going to be doing this Valentine's? Honestly, it's going to be like every other Valentine's Day. I was in a very long relationship and we didn't even acknowledge it so I'm not used to like celebrating a Valentine's Day I still have not actually celebrated one or had one um so it's just gonna be me I'm feeling like I'm gonna be ordering myself some takeout um I will say this about myself like and this is one of my bad habits I'm gonna I'm gonna just own up to it right now <laughs> I do use my ex's CVS card so I'm potentially going to buy myself chocolate on a CVS card using his discount I'm sorry if he, if he listens <laughs> if he somehow comes across this and he's been seeing that his receipts are for makeup and snacks a whole lot of snacks it's me you might want to change your phone <laughs> Does he have coupons on his CVS card? 
oh yeah and i'll be using them and i know i know he's probably like something weird is going on with my account it's me it's my toxic behavior i know i could just (laughs) go to cbs and give them my number and get my own card but i'm like you know what i'm like out of everything you put me through in the relationship these coupons are the least you could do for me literally so probably getting my own cbs card that's probably gonna be my valentine's day (laughs) honestly I mean, it's still good just to cozy up with yourself. You know, like I said, I love my self-care and I will take myself out on my own dates. Partner or no partner, we deserve to take ourselves out. But I think I have something in mind. I'm not saying I'm like the best at relationship finding, but I have hope. And I think I have improved my sense. I can weed out these men. I know what to look for now. I think I can find you a valentine. Wait, so let me get this straight. With your dating past of attracting older men, you're going to handle my dating life and find me a valentine? 100%. I mean, I'll be the first to admit that my past relationship history is a straight up mess. But I feel super confident and I know I can find you a great guy for Valentine's Day. So describe to me, who do you see as Marissa's Valentine? I want someone rich, thick, two C's, driven, independent, emotionally available, and self-aware, but also slightly desperate just for me, though. I'm talking will lay themselves in the crosswalk, hoping that I trip over them because I am tired of laying down and hoping that men fall over me. If he is not obsessed with you, I won't even bring him into the picture. We literally don't have time for guys that are not in love with you before they even meet you. So I am going to see their identity a little bit. Try and find some solid men for you. Your list is pretty easy to handle. Those are all reasonable requests. I am so scared right now. But you know what? What do I really have to lose? I'm trusting you with my identity and with my dating life. And honestly, right now, what I see in my head is an ad for me on Craigslist (laughs) and me potentially getting murdered on valentine's day but you know what you do crazy things for love so everyone is gonna have to tune in to episode two and find out how cat went about finding me a valentine we'll see you then keep it messy unpredictable girl.